This is Financially Fit with Coach Hill, the podcast dedicated to helping you master your finances by coaching you to train your money like a pro athlete trains for success. I'm Coach Hill, go-to personal finance expert and money coach to the NFL. After a decade of coaching elite athletes, executives, and people all across the U.S., I founded Financial Footwork to help you take control of your money, achieve your financial goals, and live the lifestyle you want with the money you've got. We've all seen that movie Gone in 60 Seconds, but could you imagine if your money was gone in less than five seconds? Well, that's what happened. $55,000 gone in two seconds. His entire bank account empties, his credit cards maxed out, and the killer, he didn't get any of his money back. And you might be asking, why? This is an important part, and I'll fill you in on exactly why he didn't qualify for fraud protection, and yes, that's a very real thing. So first, let's talk fraud. AI, it is our big 2024 buzzword, and fraud is right up there with AI. Fraud, which in this specific situation happened to one of my oldest friends. So I'm telling you a real life story that happened three months ago to somebody I've known for over 20 years. This entire story hinges on the fact that he's a busy executive and he was taken in a matter of seconds after having a two week long conversation with what he thought was his bank. So I'm going to teach you what happened, how to avoid it happening to you and what you need to know. But first, let's talk about fraud for a second, because there's a lot of stuff out there in the world about fraud, what it is, how it works, and what people are doing to basically deceive you. So what is fraud? Fraud's the act of deceiving a person to gain access to their money for personal gain, i.e. somebody stealing your money through deceptive means. It is a huge problem in our world today. And with AI, it's just going to get worse. Now, I'm not going to talk a lot about AI today in terms of fraud, because this specific situation did not rely on AI to steal from my friend, uh, but it is something that we will talk about in the future. However, I want to start with what happened to my friend and some basic stats you need to know as a U.S. citizen who is going to, in your lifetime, most likely deal with some sort of fraud. Let's talk basic stats. 13 million people in the U.S. had their identity stolen in 2022. $5 billion in fraudulent funds were taken from people in 2023 across the U.S. And fraud is up 18 to 19% year over year over year since 2021. Now, these numbers come from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, along with some other sources like the Associated Press and CNN. I've taken a bunch of these stats and looked at really who was saying consistently the same numbers. Now, obviously these are stats, right? So it's not gonna be exactly perfect, but it gives us an idea of what's actually taking place. There are a number of ways fraud occurs. And today we're just diving into banking fraud. I'm not gonna talk about any of the other fraud. I'm gonna talk strictly about your bank accounts and banking fraud, how it works, what happened to my friend, why his money was not covered by fraud protection. And it all started with a phone call from Wells Fargo, or so he thought. My friend works for a tech company. He's a pretty busy executive. He's been in this line of work for a long time. And being a busy guy that he is, he got a phone call on his phone from Wells Fargo, from his area code. He thought it was his local Wells Fargo bank branch. Answered the phone. Nice woman was on the other end. She said, hey, we want to let you know your account has been compromised. There have been some fraudulent transactions. We want to help. We need to reset your password. We need to do a few things. My friend, in complete panic, immediately did what he thought was his banker, told him to do. And they went back and forth. He asked a few questions. They were on the phone for five, 10 minutes. She said she would email him. And in emailing him, she was going to help him reset his account and protect it. Now, through all of this, you have to think that this is a busy guy. He's a really smart guy. He has a lot going on personally with his family at the time. 
And he was literally worried that his accounts were compromised. So of course he's going to listen to his bank and do what they tell him to. He wasn't thinking. He even said to me after we started talking through this, once I found out what happened, that he should have just called me first because he knew something didn't feel right, but he was so busy with work and he didn't want his money compromised that he just did what she said. Now, these emails went back and forth for about a week. This particular person on the other end of this fraudulent transaction was getting as much information from him as she possibly could. And where she got him, where the problem occurred, is that she sent him links to give username, reset a password, and update his security questions. In doing this over these email communications and through the fraudulent link she sent him, she gained enough information to get into his Wells Fargo bank account. Now, fast forward after their conversations, going back and forth for a week, making sure everything was good. He thought he was set. We got the fraud taken care of. This, this was a process, mind you. This wasn't just like quick transactions going back and forth. She really strung him along. She was really communicating with him. She, in essence, did a great job. What ended up happening was after this long string of emails and phone calls and everything else, she was in and out of his account in under about five seconds with $55,000. Now, it wasn't just cash. So I wanna preface that she not only drained his checking and savings accounts, but he also had credit lines through this bank. She maxed those credit lines out on a cash advance. Cash advances don't qualify for fraud protection. Neither does giving someone access to your bank account. It is consenting. The moment you allow someone access to your bank account, whether it is fraudulent or not, it is not protected by banking fraud laws. It is not because you consented. It's like handing someone your debit card. You've given them your debit card. You consented to it. Whatever they do with that debit card is on you. It's not on the bank. Now it sucks. Don't get me wrong. But the banks can't pay for every single mishap. Otherwise, we wouldn't have banks. So we also, as consumers, have to be individually responsible for what we do. Now, this is what ended up happening. And again, I don't agree with all banking laws. I don't agree with all fraud protection laws. But I understand why certain things are the way that they are. And there are reasons why banks do what they do in terms of telling you, we will never call you. We will never ask you for your password or your social security number or anything. They won't. They're not going to call you and ask for that. And they put that on your bank statements. Most of us don't look at our bank statements. So there's ways that banks are trying to protect against this, but they can't hit everybody every single time. And fraudsters are getting smarter and smarter. So what do we do? Backtrack to the phone call. The phone call that I got at nine o'clock at night with my friend, really trying to hold it together as he told me exactly what happened. He told me from start to finish how she got in how she tricked him, how she spoofed a Wells Fargo email account. This person legitimately looked like the Wells Fargo branch right down the street from his house and how he thought he was resetting his password when in reality, she was in and out before he knew what happened. Drained his bank accounts, maxed out his credit cards, and off she went. Now, he has to live with this. He has to live with the repercussions of the fact that he got got. And he also has to live with the fact that he has to start over in terms of savings, in terms of paying down credit, all of those things. So what is my friend actually responsible for in this situation? Well, he's responsible for every single penny she took. The bank is not going to give him any money back because he consented to let her into the account. Now you might be thinking, well, she maxed out credit cards. I, that was immediately my thought is, oh my gosh, she maxed out a credit card. What did she spend? He said, oh, she didn't spend any money. She cash advanced it. 
A cash advance is not protected under purchase fraud laws. So again, he was responsible for over $15,000 in credit line max outs. So my friend, my poor friend who's sitting here going, I don't know what to do. I have no idea how I'm going to get through this. I can't pay my mortgage this month because she took everything. Real guys, this is very real. This really happened. He went through the process of figuring out what he needed to do, how he was going to make it, what he was going to be able to scrounge together because all of his money was in this account, aside from some retirement accounts with a different institution. All in all, filed a police report. Fast forward three months. They found her. They found the person who did this. Now she doesn't know that she got got yet. They're actually putting a case together with the FBI because this particular woman crossed state lines. And when you cross state lines, the FBI can get involved. Hopefully they can put together a big enough case where my friend can get some of his money back. He's also working with the bank on those cash advances to not be responsible for the entire thing. What is the lesson here? Well, there's a few. First and foremost, fraud is everywhere. It doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter if you don't know anything about banking. Anyone anywhere can get caught. A bad link, the wrong phone call, a spoofed phone number, an invalid email account that looks like it came from your bank. All of these things can happen to us. And with $5 billion in fraud happening every single year, it's going to continue to get worse. How do you protect yourself? Your bank is never going to call you. They are never going to reach out to you and ask you for anything. If someone calls you and says your bank account is compromised, pause, hang up the phone, go onto your banking app or on a secure browser on your computer, look at your bank account, make sure everything's fine. Then change your password. Make absolutely sure you're protecting your money. The bank is never going to reach out to you to let you know via phone, a phone call or an email that your account is fraudulently compromised. Now, there is a caveat to this. If you have transaction monitoring on your credit cards or debit cards, you will get a notification if a transaction goes through via text, like you always do, but you're never going to get a phone call. Now, they might just straight up freeze your card where you have to call them. That's normal. But again, no one's ever going to contact you. Another lesson in this, consenting. If you give someone access, knowingly or not, to your bank accounts, it is considered consent and you are going to be responsible for whatever they take. And third, and this is probably the most important thing with AI, communications, spoofing, email, all of the things. We've got so much technology coming at us so fast. Pause, breathe. If you think something isn't right and you have that pit in your stomach that's like, hey, this doesn't feel right. It probably isn't. And I know that that sounds so common sense, but how many of us are so busy that we blow through our day and we don't think through the fact that, hey, I just got a call that was kind of weird. Maybe I should pause, go a different way to get into my bank accounts or call my bank or stop transactions on my credit card, check my retirement accounts. All of those things, all of them play into taking a beat, taking a pause and not giving away information because information is the gateway into your bank accounts. And the more information someone can get or find on you, the easier it is for them to get into those bank accounts. Now, that's my friend's story. He did have $55,000 stolen from him in a matter of under five seconds. It took time to get to that point, but it happened nonetheless. And he is still to this day, early 2024, fighting that same battle, that same uphill battle to get some of that money back 
bring a case up against the woman that they finally found who did this to him. I can't go into details because it's an open case. Nonetheless, understanding that fraud presents itself in multiple different ways and understanding what is and is not protected under fraud laws. If you get a phone call, hang up, go check your bank accounts yourself. Because at the end of the day, protecting your wealth is the key to growing it in the future and building it. If we cannot protect it, we can't keep it, we have nothing. And in this case, my poor friend who is in his late thirties is basically starting from scratch. Not an easy lesson to learn, a very difficult lesson to learn and one I wish he wouldn't have. But at the same time, life happens and we're here. And it's something that he allowed me to share with you so you could learn from his mistakes. He got got, and now he's paying the price. Hopefully this will stop another person from having the same thing occur. Your bank is never going to call you. Make absolutely sure that if they do, you hang up the phone and go check your bank account on a secure browser to make sure everything's okay. Reset your passwords regularly and understand that if something sounds a little bit funky or you're not expecting a call from someone, hang up. Chances are they're just after your money. There you have it, guys. This is another tool to help you master your money game and train your money like a pro athlete trains for success. Tune in next time.